0: Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for September 21st, 2023. I'm teaching a series on the parables of Jesus. I'm teaching right now about the parable of the talents. We've been studying this parable for weeks. I really wanted to close it out today. The Lord keeps giving me more and more revelation, so I'm probably going to close it out tomorrow if the Lord wants me to. But as we go back to this parable, I want you to get excited. I want you to build up your faith. I want you to open up your heart. Listen, you're going to learn today that you have been given some things. You have been given some resources. You have been given, allocated a certain amount of grace, and you got to run your race at your pace with your grace so that you can become the best version of yourself. When you stand before God, you're going to be held accountable to what God called you to do, not what God called somebody else to do, right? So open up your heart to receive what God is about to release in your life. so let's get into the word for this morning. Before we get into the parable, there's a scripture that we've been looking at every day this year. It's Psalms 126 and verse four, because at at our church, I believe that this is a season. We've been declaring that this is a season of refreshing and restoring for us. Say that. Say, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. So this is the scripture we're standing on. Let's get into it. I want to put this through your ear gates one more time. Now, Lord, Psalms 126 and verse four from the Passion Translation. Now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory. May streams of your refreshing flow over us until dry hearts are drenched again. This is what we're declaring, that in this season, if there's any area of your life that's dried up, you don't have the passion, the zeal, the fire, the favor that you once had in that area, this is your season to get it back. Say, Lord, do it again. All right, so here's the parable we've been looking at for weeks. We're going back to it again this morning. Matthew chapter 5, beginning at verse 14, going down to verse 30. The Bible says, again, the kingdom of heaven, Jesus is speaking, as like a wealthy man who went on a journey. Before he left, he called three of his servants together, and he gave them financial stewardship responsibilities, and it was according to their own abilities to manage. So to when he gave five talents of gold, to another two talents of gold, to another one talent of gold, it was according to their abilities. Where they were in their journey, he only gave them what they were capable of handling, because he's only going to hold them accountable to what they're prepared for. And then he left, and when he left, the Bible says... The guy with five talents immediately went out and doubled the money. The guy with two talents went out, and doubled the money. The guy with one talent did nothing with the money. He dug a hole. He he put it in the hole. He dug it up. He didn't lose it, but he didn't he didn't cause it to, to increase or to gain either. And so, after a long time, the Bible says, after a long time, the master comes came back. And I'm telling you, Jesus has been gone a long time, but one day he's coming back. We have a soon coming King. And when he comes back, watch this like the master in this parable, he's going to want to settle accounts. And so when the master came back, he wanted to settle accounts. And so he said, what did you do with what I gave you? The guy with five talents said, hey, master, guess what? I doubled your money. Here it is. He was like, I, I I believe what you believe about me. Now you obviously saw something in me that I didn't see myself. You gave me all of this stuff and I doubled it here. And the master said, well, guess what? You've been faithful. You've been loyal. You were able to be faithful. Matter of fact, what you, what I'm about to bless you real good. What what you, What you think you have a lot right now, This pales in comparison to what I'm about to do in your life. You've been faithful over little. I'm about to give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy with two talents said, hey, I did the same thing. I doubled them. I didn't have five. You gave me two, but I doubled the two. He said, I got you. I got you. You get the same reward. Say same reward. You double the money too. So you get the same reward. Watch this. You've been faithful over little. I'm about to give you charge over much. Well done. That good and faithful servant. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. The guy with one talent said, well, let me tell you something. I'm going to tell you something about you. <laughs> this dude was so disrespectful. He says, well, Mr. Master, I know that you want to reap what you haven't sown. Well, Mr. Master, I know that you are trying to get rich off of the backs of other people. I ain't trying to have all that. I'm not doing that. I didn't do nothing with your money. Matter of fact, here it is. I put it in the hole and, and I didn't lose it, but here it is. I'm giving, I don't even want it. And the master was like, man, this dude is, is wicked. He's lazy. He's disrespectful. He's unfaithful. My God. He said, dude, if you knew that that I wanted increase, you could at least put it in the bank and got me some interest. You didn't even do that. He said, you've been wicked. Matter of fact, in the kingdom, in my kingdom, those that have a lot, more is going to be given to them. This is why people don't understand why the people that are managing a lot well, they keep getting more from God. So he took the one from the one, gave it to the guy with 10. And he says, in my kingdom, those that have little, even the little they have, they're going to lose it if they don't manage it well. That's why some people are stuck in po- poverty, because they don't manage it well. And so they're getting mad at God. And God is like, I keep trying to give you stuff. You don't manage it well. You keep like you keep wasting money on stuff that don't even make no sense. You know what I'm saying? And then you get mad at me, and then you you, you blaming me because you can't pay your rent. No, you're not managing it well. You're not a good steward. You're just you're not mad at you have the ability. I gave you the grace. You're just not doing it. And so the little that you have will be taken from you, giving it to the guy with much, because that's how this kingdom works. And then he kicked the guy out. Into the utter darkness where there would be weeping and mashing of teeth. Okay, so what does this mean for you today? I know I'll be stepping on some toes now. I'm telling you, the the word of God should step on your toes. The word of God should cause you to change. You know, but at the end of the day, you got to manage well. You don't manage it, you're gonna lose it, and they'll be mad at God. Don't blame God. It wasn't God. It was you. And let the church say Amen. All right, Uh, what does this mean for you today? I have two things to share with you this morning. Now I can start teaching. And as I get into these two things, I want you to open up your heart to receive. You ready? Number one, I only have two, but there's a lot of subpoints in here. Number one, your mindset will impact your level of stewardship. Your mindset will impact your level of stewardship. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 says, Be careful how you think because your thoughts control your life. Listen, your thoughts are gonna control your life. Your mindset is gonna impact your level of stewardship. If you want to be a good steward, you're gonna have to think right. You're gonna have to learn how to think and act like God. It takes the right mindset. Put in the chat. I have the right mindset it takes the right mindset like God's ways are above our ways God's thoughts are above our thoughts so we got to think and act like God and it takes the right mindset to be a good steward for the things of God I know that when I first came to God like like I was just reviewing our finances and I and I kind of saw what percentage we're at right how much we give away Isabella and I and thankfully, we're way past the ten percent. Uh, uh, but but I'm not going to tell you the percentage. That's none of your business. But but um, but anyway, when I was looking at how much we give away now. There's no way. Like when I first came to God, when I first got born again, there's no way. I couldn't see that. Like I couldn't see that. It takes a mindset to, you got to learn how to think like God to be able to be a good steward for the things of God. God wants you to sow into his kingdom. God wants you to fund kingdom projects. God wants you to advance his kingdom opportunity. He gives you opportunities to sow so that he can advance his projects all over the world. And the more you give, the more he gives unto you. But if you have the wrong mindset, if you have a scarcity mindset, you're never going to give. And so if you don't have that mindset, if you're not going to manage what God gave you well, If you have the wrong mindset, you got to learn how to think like God. God is a God of abundance. He owns everything everywhere. The the, the cattle on a thousand hills belongs to the Lord. The Lord says, if I was hungry, I wouldn't ask you. (laughs) Why would I be asking you? I mean, God is funny like that. He's like, no, I own everything. God is a God of abundance. When Isabella and I first came to God, we had the wrong mindset. We had a poverty mindset. We were given, we were even tithing, but we had the wrong mindset. And so because we had a poverty mindset, we were stuck in poverty because we had a scarcity mindset we were stuck in scarcity and so if you you got to think like god god is a god of abundance and overflow god is a god of too much stuff i'm telling you this is how god thinks so if you don't think like god thinks then if you're not your mindset is not rooted and grounded in god's provision then you will never be able to tap into god's provision the way that god wants to release it so you got to look at things from god's point of view say that say put this in the chat i'm learning to look at things from god's point of view to walk with God here's my next point. To you know, from the first point, uh, to walk with God, you must develop a faith-based decision-making process. You gotta live by faith. Uh, l- listen, God is going to tell you to do things. Is going to require faith, and, and it might sound risky at times, right? If you're if you don't live by faith, if you don't have the faith. God is looking for faith in the earth. That's Luke chapter 8 and 18. If you're not providing God faith, if you're not looking through the lens of faith, then when God tells you to do something, you're not gonna do it. And you're gonna why? Because you will have the fear of running out. <laughs> instead of faith and running over. God is looking for you to have a mindset that I have the faith in running over. I have faith that this is going to work out. I have faith that this is going to come out, that I'm going to come out on top. I have faith that we're going to increase, advance, accelerate, that, that this thing is going to work out. Now, some people, because of the fear of running out instead of faith and running over, they do nothing. They, they get stagnant. They get stifled. They are incapacitated by fear. And so the guy who did nothing, the guy with one talent, He stuck it in a hole. Listen, what you don't want to do is allow fear to cause you to get stuck where you are. Faith will cause you to be unstuck. Put that in the chat. Faith will cause me to get unstuck. If I'm stuck somewhere, it's because I'm not releasing my faith. If I'm believing God, if I if I open up my heart to the things of God, I'm not going to get stuck. With God is forward ever, backward never. The best is yet to come. Next point: to walk with God effectively, you must develop a heart that is filled with expectancy and hope. Put this in the chat. I have expectancy and I have hope. With God, you are never hopeless because with God, you are never helpless. So with God, you, you, when you walk with God and live by faith, you have an expectation, of manifestation. Like you are walking with God with a level of expectation. I'm living my life every day with an expectancy. I'm expecting God to do some stuff for me. I'm expecting things to work out for my good. I'm expecting, you know, the, if you have a business, contracts to close, contracts to come looking for me. If you have a career, I'm looking for new opportunities. I expect somebody to tell me, hey, you need to apply for this job. I expect somebody to tell me, we're about to promote you even though you don't have the minimum qualifications. We're just going to do it anyway because of your performance. I expect things to work out, right? God, When you know that God is on you, in you, with you, for you, come on, man. You live with an expectation of manifestation and you expect that it's going to be good. When you get to this point, you abound in hope. Listen, you abound in hope. Romans 15 and 13 says you can abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. You have a Holy Ghost hope. You know what I'm saying? Put that in the chat. I have a Holy Ghost hope. When I have a Holy Ghost hope, I have a Holy Spirit hope. I abound in hope. I'm living with an expectation, of manifestation. The guy with five talents, the guy with two talents, they went out there and by faith, they said, let me go do what the master expects me to do. And they doubled the money and they doubled the money because they were living by faith. But if you don't have faith, you're not going to do anything. You're going you're gonna to be held accountable one day. And, and remember, you're going to have to do it by faith. For you to walk in the fullness of what God has given you, it's going to have to be by faith. Here's my next point. To make the most of your time and to make the most of the resources that God has given you, you got to acknowledge the fact that you are accountable to God. Say this, say, I am accountable to God. I'm living my life right now with an expectation and with an awareness that one day I'm going to stand before God and I am accountable to God. You got to remember that you are going to have to give an account. You got to remember that the master's coming back. And when he comes back, he's going to want to settle accounts. And so, so when, you li- when you understand that, you live with the urgency of the now that I taught you in this series. When you, have, when you know that you have a level of responsibility and accountability to God to make the most of whatever he's put in your hands. You know that you live with the urgency of the now. Like you're you're not going to be slacking. You're not going to be lollygagging. Like we say in the military, you're, you're going to be focused on making the most of every opportunity because of the urgency of the now. Colossians chapter three and verse 17, the Bible says, whatever you do, whether in word or in deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus giving thanks to God, our father through him. Whatever you do, you're doing it for the glory of God. Whatever you do, you're doing it for the name of God. The the Bible teaches us, I taught you this before, that when you stand before God, all of your works are going to be put in two piles. Now, let me be clear. Let me slow down on this point. When I'm talking about standing before God and your works being judged, you've already made it into heaven, right? There's two judgments. The first judgment is, can I get into heaven? When you stand at the gate, hey, And if the question is, hey, son, hey, daughter, why should I allow you into my heaven? The only answer that gets you into that gate is I accept that Jesus is Lord. That's it, right? Because, okay, now, once we get past that, I accept that Jesus is Lord. Jesus, your son, is my Savior. Jesus, your son, is my Lord. Okay, now you can get into heaven. I made it through that one, right? And I only made it through that one because of Jesus. That one has nothing to do with me. That one has 100% to do with Jesus. You got it? Say amen to that. Put that in the chat. Now that we got past that, now I'm standing before before God. Okay. Hey, son. Hey, daughter. What did you do with the one life that I gave you? All of my works are going to be put into two piles. One pile is going to say gold, uh, silver, precious stones. The other pile is going to say wood, hay, stubble. And and then both piles will be tested, the Bible says, by the fire. (laughs) And then both piles will be tested by the fire. Guess what? Everything I did over here, gold, Uh, silver, precious stones. That's everything that I did by the grace of God, for God, and I did it the right way. Uh, Over here, wood, hay, and stubble, that's everything that I did for me. Selfish. Uh, Or it was the right thing, but I did it the wrong way. It was a God thing, but I messed it up because I did it with selfish desires. And so I did the right thing the wrong way, or I just did the wrong thing, or I pursued selfish desires. That's this pile. Both piles will be tested by the fire. And of course, this one will be licked up by the fire. It will be gone. And only in the old, in the old church, uh, you know, the, the senior saints, the mamas would say, come here, baby, let me tell you something. Only what you do for God will last. And this pile, only what you do for God is going to last. This other stuff won't even matter. So, so all of this, if everything you do, you have to remember that you are accountable to God, that one day you're going to stand before God. You're going to, and he's going to want to know what did you do with the one life I gave you? Say this, say, I am accountable God. Say, I am responsible to God. Say amen to that. You got it? All right. Number two, I told you I only got two things to share with you this morning, but there's a lot in each point. All right. Here's the the, next, the second one. Different number of talents, but the same reward. I need to make this point. I'm glad the Lord kept me in this parable long enough to make this point. This is going to free you from competitive jealousy. What I'm about to say right now, this is going to free you from comparing yourselves to other people. Listen, two people had different amounts but they got the same reward. Let me explain. With God, it's equitable, but not equal. Say that. With God, it's equitable, but it's not equal. Everything in God is not equal. Things are not going to be equal. See, the parable teaches us that in God's system, this is a system of equity, but not necessarily, necessarily equality. Right? God gives each of us different amounts, and he gave them different amounts based on their ability to manage where they were. This is why you gotta stop comparing yourself to other people. Oh God, why do they have more than me? Stop, you don't know. Like, you know, maybe they're at a different level of development, maybe not. Maybe they just can manage what you, they know how to manage stuff better than you right? And so at the end of the day, it's about your ability to manage. Some people are where they are because they managed the little, when they had little, they managed it well. And it kind of built up over time. And now 20, 30, 40 years later, this is where they are. And some people over here looking at them saying, why can't I be there? What, dude, you haven't even started and you haven't even managed. You're not even managing what God has given you now. So stop looking at people and stop comparing yourself to people. You cannot get caught up in the life of someone else. You got You cannot get caught up in what someone else has. What if the guy with two talents said, how come I don't have five? Well, w- don't worry about him. When, when, when the master comes back, he's not going to ask you about the guy with five talents. He's only going to ask you about you because he's going to want to know what he gave you. The guy with five said, well, how come he only has two? Don't worry about that. That's none of your business. Listen, when you, when the master comes back, he's going to want to know what he gave you. Like You got to run your own race at your own pace with your own grace. So you're only going to be held accountable for what God has given you. So you got to focus on your assignment. Put this in the chat. I will focus on my assignment. It's about, uh, it's not about the quantity with God. So the focus of the parable is about causing whatever God gives you to increase. And it's not about the quantity. The quality of the stewardship is more important than the quantity of what they had to steward over. So the guy with two talents and the guy with five talents, they got the same reward because it was not about the quantity. It was about the quality of their stewardship. The guy with the five talents doubled the money. The guy with the two talents doubled the money, and they got the same reward. It wasn't like, well, since you have 10 talents, I'm going to give you a greater reward than the guy that has four talents. No. The guy with five talents, this is where you are in your development. You can handle five. Let me see what you do with it. I made the most of what you gave me. Check, you get a reward. The guy with two talents, he's like, well, this is what you gave me. I made the most of what you gave me. Check, you get the same reward. Why? Because both made the most of what they were given. So you got to stop focusing on the amounts. Some people can have more because they can manage more. Some people, you don't know what they asked for. You don't know what they prayed. You don't know what they opened up their heart to do. You don't know what they're called to do. You don't know. So stop worrying about them. You got to run your race. Whatever the case, you are only going to be held accountable for you. You got to focus on what God has given you oversight of. You got you to gotta be good with that. You got to focus on that. Say this, I will be faithful over what God places in my hands. And so I, I can celebrate. Listen, when you get to this point, You can celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. When something happens for somebody else that's not happening for you, but you're waiting on it to happen for you, you, instead of what what happens in the world, is in the world, people get jealous of that. People get frustrated. People are like, why are you doing it for him, God? You're not doing it for me. He doesn't even love you like I love you. He doesn't, you know, stop doing that. Like, stop. Be genuinely happy for other people. You know what? That happened for them. I believe it's going to happen for me in the fullness of God's timing. For now... I can celebrate the diversities of giftings and callings without jealousy. I'm not going to allow, watch this, because me building them, them up should not tear me down. I should be mature enough to celebrate somebody else knowing that what God has for me is for me. Put in the chat, what God has for me is for me. You got Listen, you got to be delivered from this competitive jealousy. Walking with God is about individual accountability. Put that in the chat, individual accountability. Each steward of the three, were held accountable for their own talents. The guy with five was held accountable to five. The guy with two was held accountable to two. The guy with one was held accountable to one. Comparing yourself to other people is is, is a waste of time. It is futile. Listen, it, it will distract you from your own responsibilities, and it may, if you do it long enough, derail you from your destiny. You, you don't want to focus on the wrong things don't don't put good time energy and effort into things that are that are not productive you you're not going to be questioned over what somebody else had you're going to be questioned over what God gave you so you need to run your race when you stand before God it's going about is all God is going to want to know when you stand before God is about what you did or what you failed to do God is not going to sit there and say well wait a minute your cousin Before For me to judge you, let me talk to you about your cousin. My cousin has nothing to do with this. Like when I stand before God, God is going to judge me for me. God is going to want to know what did I do with what he put in my hands? What did I do or what did I fail to do? And if I do well with what God gave me, and let's say it was this much, and somebody else did well with what God gave them and it was that much, and somebody else did good with what God gave them, and it was this much, we're all going to get the same reward. Why? Because we did what the most of what God put in our hands. So stop comparing yourself to other people. Just just do the best with what God has given you. With God, is about kingdom metrics. I'm trying to get you delivered from, from comparison, right? Kingdom metrics is, is is different than the world's metrics. In the world, they measure stuff and stuff you know, that's how the world does it. Oh, look at all these cars. Look at all, you know. The kingdom is not like that. God is looking at your heart. God is like, I want to know, did you make the most of what I put in your hands? Did you make the most of what I gave you? That's why the, the lady with two mites that gave two mites gave more than everybody else that day. There were people that gave thousands of dollars and this lady gave a few cents. But Jesus said in the kingdom, God's kingdom metrics are different from the world's metrics. In the kingdom metrics, she gave more than everybody because she gave 100%. And they were given stuff that didn't move them. So if it didn't move, if it doesn't move you, it's not moving God. This lady gave everything she had. She gave 100%. God's kingdom metrics are different from the world's metrics. When I stand before God, God is going to measure me against my purpose, not yours. So he's not going to use my ruler on you and he's not going to use your ruler on me. So, so I just got to focus on being who God called me to be. I will be the best version of me. Say amen to that. Walking with God requires learning how to develop an eternal perspective. It's the ultimate reward. Never forget uh, 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 that it's about eternity, not just time. There's an old adage that say, some people can't see the forest for the trees. Okay, let me tie that to today. Some people can't see the big picture because of all the meetings, the reports, the proposals, the submissions, the deadlines. They got to pay bills. They got to go grocery shopping. They're running here. They're driving the kids to soccer practice. They're doing all of these events and they forget what life is about. You get so caught up in your daily activities that you forget what life is about. Life is bigger than this world, y'all. You're storing up. When you manage what God gives you today, well, you are storing up treasures in heaven. You are storing up treasures, not just for this world, but for the world to come. And so you got to think eternally from God's perspective. And last point uh, for today, both stewards that were faithful, they heard the same thing. What did they hear? Well done, thy good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over little. I will give you charge over much. Enter now into the joy of the Lord. Same blessing. They got the same blessing. It didn't matter that they had different amounts. They both managed it well, and they both got the same blessing. So last scripture for today, 2 Corinthians chapter 12, uh, chapter 10 and verse 12 from the New King James Version, the Bible says this, listen, for we dare not class ourselves or compare ourselves with those who commend themselves, but they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves amongst themselves are not wise. It's not wise to do that. It's not wise to just keep comparing yourself to other people You're measuring yourself with yourself. You're comparing yourself among yourself. That's not wise. Run your race with your grace at your pace. Because when you stand before God, you're only going to be held accountable for you. You got it? Oh, man, this is good. That was some good teaching. I even restrain myself. I try not to get too excited today. I hope that you got something out of that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to speak this over your life. Say, Father, this is a season. Of refreshing and restoring for me. So I boldly declare that my mindset is in harmony with your will. I am a faithful steward. I think abundance, not scarcity. I recognize that you are the God of the overflow and not of lack. I will not be held back by a poverty mindset. Instead, I embrace abundance, and grace. This is how you provide. I look at everything through the lens of faith, not fear. I make faith-based decisions, so my heart is filled with expectation and hope. I rest in your ability. Your grace is sufficient for me, and I abound with supernatural hope. I acknowledge my accountability to you, I will steward your resources well with responsibility and a sense of urgency. And when I stand before you, I expect to hear, well done, not good and faithful servant. I understand the value of being faithful over things little and small. So I refuse to compare myself to other people. I run my race with my grace at my pace. Living with this mindset, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these, if you're not getting my notes, why would you not sign up? You get the notes for free. Go to today'sword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, put in your email address. You're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. Listen, if you haven't subscribed to the YouTube channel, do it right now. Hit like and subscribe and share the message. Hit the bell icon so you can be notified when we go live. I love you. God loves you more. If this message was a blessing to you, I need you to go into the chat, leave me some comments right now, and then share this message on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. Have an amazing day. Greater is coming for you. God bless you.